And we're kind of on a family series in the family book of the Bible, and so we'll begin here in the book of Ruth here tonight again, uh, considering some thoughts on the family. We looked at last week how a famine affected a family. A famine definitely affected this family. In Ruth chapter 1, you see again the father there lead the family to move away from their homeland, which led to an ever effect on their family. It led in time for the mother to lose her husband and to lose both her children, and uh, led to a daughter-in-law choosing to follow in God and another daughter-in-law choosing to go back to Moab, and also led Naomi to return to her homeland with her daughter-in-law, Ruth, and that's kind of chapter one. But uh, we'll look at chapter two here tonight. Again, we're going to look at a different thought here uh, from this chapter. We're going to look at how grace and work brought hope and help to a poor and struggling family. How grace and work brought hope and help to a poor and struggling family. Go ahead and read through the book of Ruth chapter 2 here tonight to begin with, and we'll learn some things, hopefully here from the Word of God, that can be a help to us. Ruth chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in a field after the reapers, and her hap was to light on a part of the field that belonging to Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with thee. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto the servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let her, let me, uh, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter, go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but by here fast by my maidens. Let thy eyes be on the field that they do reap, and, and go thou after them, have I not charged the young men that they should not touch thee? And, thou, and when thou art athirst, go to the vessels and drink that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thy eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me? See, am I am a stranger. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law, since the death of thy husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people that thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me, and for thou hast spoken friendly unto thy handmaid though I be not like one of thy handmaids. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime come thou hither. 
and eat the, of the bread and dip thy morsel in vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers and he reached her parched corn and she did eat and was sufficed and left. When she had risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach her not. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even and beat out that she had gleaned. And it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went to the city and her mother-in-law saw that she had gleaned and she brought forth and gave her that which she reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where rottest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought or worked and said, The man's name whom I wrought to today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord that hath not left off his kindness to living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is a near kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabite said, He said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet not in any other field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. I want to look at tonight how grace and work brought hope to a poor and struggling family. Let's pray as we consider this thought. Father, thank you again for your word here today. Thank you again for this story. Many of us have heard it before, but as we again see it tonight, there's so much that we can learn from this account in the Bible and the whole book of the Bible, the book of Ruth. Father, help us again to look at some things that we can learn from and, and uh, maybe seek to model after and again, help this time to be a blessing to hear. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we look at Ruth chapter 2, this is really a turning point, the beginning of a turning point in Ruth's life and also in Naomi's life. They have now come back to their homeland or to her homeland, Naomi's homeland, to start over, in a sense. They really got nothing, in a sense, there. They've got a name, and they've got really nothing to their name. They've not got, again, a family to come home to. They're by themselves now. Ruth has come back there, I believe, to be a help to her mother-in-law, which, again, I believe is a, a blessing in a great way, and she will be a blessing to her mother-in-law. And so as we look at this family, I want you to see them, more, as, as we could see them, first of all, uh, coming home both poor and struggling. They don't have much. There's not a lot to their name. But as we look at this account in the Bible, we'll see, first of all, what I'd like to point out here tonight, Ruth's humility. Ruth's humility. You know, we see here in the Bible her great humility. And again, you could look at it a lot of different ways, but she came back to be a beggar. She came back to be someone who was a gleaner. She came back to a, a, to a place, not back to, but to a place where she would not be no more, really no more than someone who's just someone who's poor, who's gleaning in a field. In uh, 
chapter one, uh, chapter two, verse number one and two. I want to read those again. It says, and Naomi had a, a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. You see, I believe, first of all, and I like to point out Ruth's humility, she asked permission to go to work. She asked permission of her mother-in-law to go to work. She just voluntarily decided that she's going to be the worker, in a sense, in this family. I don't know how old Naomi is, but I'm guessing she's probably pretty old, and so maybe she can't work. And so she asked her mother-in-law, can I go and work? Can I go and glean in the fields? We see her humility. We see her humility to glean. Let's turn to Leviticus chapter 19 to glean. She's going to go uh, the way of poor, the poor of Bethlehem, Judah, the poor of any society back in those days uh, that was connected with the children of Israel. Uh, they could go into fields to glean. They could go up basically and pick up what was left over after a harvesting took place. They could go and see what was left of those who harvested most of the field, but left some for the poor, the widow, and those, again, who were in need, who were strangers. Leviticus chapter 19, verse number 9, it says, And when you reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of the field, neither shalt thou gather the gleanings of thy harvest. Thou shalt not glean thy vineyard, neither shalt thou gather every grape of thy vineyard. Thou shalt leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Here we see in the Bible how God would provide in Old Testament times for those that are poor and those that didn't have much. They would be able to go into a field there or to a vineyard and they could get food and provision for themselves. Even in getting food and provision for themselves, again, if it was grapes, I'm sure that would be maybe something, again, easy to take and and just eat right away and certainly would be a help and, and a needful thing for the body. But when you went there to glean, again, when it comes to harvest time, you would still have to take that grain and you'd have to uh, turn it into bread or turn it into whatever provision you needed. But we see here in the Bible, Ruth's humility, she would go to glean. She asked so she could go glean. She would be about the gleaning of the poor. Again, this was volunteer. She chose to be a poor gleaner for the family. Some might say, well, if I'm going to have to be a poor gleaner in the family, I wouldn't want to be that. Well, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 24. Deuteronomy chapter 24. You know, some might say she should have just went and, and found out who's rich of their family and went to them and just asked for provision. She should have just went to Boaz. He's a rich guy. He's got lots of stuff. She should have just asked for it. Just asked for food, asked for bread. Uh, you know, you don't expect it because... He's rich. He has lots of stuff. He has lots of servants. He has even maids working in the, in the fields there. But uh, again, God's way is, again, for the poor to work. Deuteronomy chapter 24 and uh, verse number 19. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse number 19. The Bible says, When thou cuttest down, they harvest in the field. And as for God, a sheaf in the field. So shall not go again to fetch it. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, for the widow, that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the work of thy hands. 
And it might seem unusual, but the Jews were supposed to leave behind food for other people to be able to partake in. Again, this was different than our society today. Someone, again, who maybe would be poor, maybe come to a place or to a city or a place like this might uh, seek welfare from the government or whatever it might be. But again, in this society during this time, a benevolent farmer would leave behind food for others to be able to partake in. A rich Boaz would reap the field to some degree, but leave some for people on purpose. For the poor, the stranger, the widow, the orphan, food was to be left behind for them. Not for them just to grab and get, but rather them to pick up, to be able to work for, them to actually have to pick up piece by piece, bring it back and, and use it so that they could be provided for. Let's turn back to Ruth, chapter 2. We see Ruth's humility. She was willing to be and work as a poor person to provide for her mother-in-law. Certainly, again, a wonderful person. You know, Ruth was told to go back. What if she would have went back? What would have happened to Naomi? Certainly, I believe it might have been harder but yet we find Ruth come back and she decides to be someone who would provide for the family through a means of a humble way of providing for the family. I want you to see secondly, not only Ruth's humility, but Ruth's industry, her work ethic. I like Ruth. I like her a lot. I think she's one of the greatest persons in the Bible. as She's described in the Bible as being, again, a woman, again, who is... Again, one to be respected as a virtuous woman. But I want you to see here in the Bible her industry. She chose to go to work. Ruth chapter 2, verse number 2, it says, Then Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. She's someone who wanted a job. I read recently, I don't know how true it is, but ten, it says about 10% of the population is working hard to get a job right now. And that's with 9 million jobs available. 10 million people unemployed today, but 9 million jobs available. He said 10% of the people are working hard to get a job. Others are waiting for a better job. You know, Ruth didn't say, you know, as soon as there's a good job, I'm going to go to work. No, she just went to work. I see her again as a person with work ethic. I see her as a person who understood that God's way is again to, to work uh, again and, and, and find help for one's family. She may have or could have maybe looked for family members that she could move from place to place with. Maybe her and Naomi would, you know, room with one and then room with another and then move to another, etc. And I'm not saying that's never the right way to do things, but I'm just saying she didn't do that. She looked for a way for providing for her family. And the Bible talks about her serving as a gleaner, someone who was a gleaner. You know, I think it was harder work to be a gleaner than someone, again, who was a harvester. Again, a gleaner would have to pick up a little bit and then pick up some more and then carry that and pick up some more and carry that and pick up some more and carry that and carry that and carry that and keep carrying that. The reapers would take, again, they would cut down and they would, again, put things in bundles and someone would tie those bundles together and then they could carry those bundles back to wherever they were. And so it was really a, a kind of hard work she was involved with. 
It talks about in verse number 17, it says that she hath continued even from morning till now. And so she woke up, I believe, in the morning and asked her mother-in-law, can I go to work? And her mother-in-law said, yes, go work. And she did work. And you pick up in verse number 17 of this chapter, it says, and so she gleaned the field until even. That means until nighttime or even time. So she worked all day. She again was again a person, I believe, that was a diligent kind of a worker. The Bible teaches us the dignity of work. If a man's going to eat, he's supposed to work. And uh, the Bible says here she worked there from morning till night. And she ate a meal there. It talks about that in verse number 14, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but she ate at mealtime, verse number 14, at mealtime. I don't know, maybe they just ate once a day. I don't know exactly, but it seems like she worked, and it was morning time, and she continued to work, and then there was mealtime. She was invited to a meal there a little later on, but she went home at even time. In verse number 22 and verse 23, it says, And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with the maidens, and they meet thee, not in another's field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean in the, to, unto the end of harvest and wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. So she would work day after day, week after week, however long time this was. God would graciously provide for Ruth, I believe, because she humbly provided for, for her family she decided she was going to be, again, someone who would go to work. She didn't go to Boaz and say, you know, give me some money, etc., because you have so much, but rather she worked and she gleaned until the end of, it says, barley harvest, verse number 23, and wheat harvest, verse number 23. But I want you to not only consider her humility and her industry, but I want you to notice here, and I think this is kind of neat here in the Bible, Ruth's desire. Ruth's desire there in verse number two was to find a man of grace. I think this is neat here in the Bible. Verse number uh, two, it says, And Ruth and the Moabites said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after hooves sight. I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. Ruth's desire was to find a man of grace. And I think it neat in the Bible that she would find a person of grace. Again, it's neat in the Bible where, again, God works together uh, to, for good to them that love God, that to them they're called according to his purpose. But Ruth, again, wants to find someone that she can find grace, and uh, we find a man of grace in Boaz. Picking up at verse number four, he's a rich man. But again, he's not the average rich man. I, I'm not trying to pick on rich men, but normally, again, rich men sometimes aren't as nice maybe as maybe poor people. I'm not saying that's always the case, but it seems that way at times. In verse number four, it says there, it says, And behold, Boaz came to Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with thee. And they answered, The Lord bless thee. And so you see a man of grace. He's again, again a, a man of grace. He's maybe the boss in a sense, but he's not bossy. Again, you see the grace that he emits from his mouth. He says, the Lord be with thee. He talks about God there. And those that are serving with him say to him, the Lord bless thee. And so he had some good workers, 
And they had a good boss. They had a guy, a guy that they worked for. The character of Boaz is refreshing because you see in him a man of grace. He's very kind in his treatment of his workers. He's not there to break them or push them or be hard on them, but just to be out there to encourage them. Verse number 5, it says there, Then Boaz said unto his servant that was set over the reapers, and so this would be like the steward or maybe the foreman or uh, someone along that lines that says, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the, the, the reapers answered said, It is a Moabitish damsel that came back from with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray thee, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. And so she came and hath continued even from morning until now uh, that she hath tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another man's uh, field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my manes. And so we see again this Boaz is a man of grace. He's again good to those who work for him. He's good to again this steward that's over uh, the things that he has, but he's also good to this stranger who has come there to glean there. Again, the steward allowed for her to glean and Boaz now wants her to glean, but not just glean that day, but glean every day. Stay there. Again, glean here. Get provision from us. You see this here in verse number 8. And stay fast by the maidens. Verse number 9 says, Let thy eyes be on the field that, uh, that they do reap, and go after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink that which is the young men have drawn. And so he again is going to provide a place, food for her. But also she works there, something for her to drink. And so she's, he's providing different things for her. He's a man of grace. He's given her not only to glean the field, but water. And uh, maybe some other provision there mentions, uh, again, food. And uh, mentions their uh, vessels of water that they drink from. And verse number 10, it says, Then she, she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? You know, she's still very humble. She's still in a position where she doesn't believe that she just deserves provision from Boaz. She stands there as a stranger. And she says, I am a stranger. And uh, verse number 11, it says, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath been fully showed to me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, or come unto a people that thou knewest not thereof. The Lord recompense the, thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. And so he speaks of her in great terms. Talks about her good treatment of her mother-in-law. And talks about her trust in God. And how he, again, uh, believes that God will recompense to her for the good she has done. Boaz extends grace to her in words. He extends grace to her in water and, 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 and something to drink. Grace to her in saying, here, just stay here. And he also, as you see here in the Bible, extracts grace even further. In verse number 13, 14, he decides to have her come and, 
and partake in a meal that day. Verse 13, it says, then she, then she said, let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me, and thou hast spoken friendly unto thy handmaid, though I be not as one of thy handmaids. And Boaz said unto her at mealtime, come thou hither, and eat the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and she was sufficed, and left. And so you see more grace. Just met this person, and he extends grace. Wants her to come and have food, have, have dinner, supper, whatever it was there. I don't know exactly what it was there, can't quite tell. It just talks about mealtime there. But she has food there, and it talks about she did eat, verse number 14, and she was sufficed and left. It goes on in verse 15, it says, And when she had risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not, and let fall also some handfuls on purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the fields until even, and beat out that she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of uh, barley, but more grace there. He extends more grace. He says, you know, let some of this stuff fall on purpose. Allow for some of this food to be hers. You can see grace in Boaz. She requested, her desire was to find a man of grace, and she no doubt found one. In verse number 18 and 19, we see here, in the Bible, what I want to describe is Naomi's praise for God's provision. Naomi praises God for God's provision at this point. Yes, you may say it was Boaz that did these things, but yet at the same time is God that directed Ruth to this field. In verse number 18 it says, And she took it up, that's Ruth there, and went to the city, and her mother-in-law saw that she had gleaned, and she brought forth and gave her that which she res uh, reserved after she was sufficed. And so you see a provision given here. Naomi sees God's provision here. Not only food from the field there, but food from his table there. It talks about them separately. That which she gleaned, she brought forth and gave her that which she reserved after she was sufficed. So there's food given at the table there, and she brought that to her mother-in-law. Food from a table and food from the field. Naomi was sure this was God's provision at this point. In fact, look at what it says here in verse number 20. It says, And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to living in the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is a near kin unto us, as one of our kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabite said, he said unto me, Thou shalt keep fast by the young men until they have ended all my harvest. We see God's provision here. Blessed be the Lord. The only see this is a provision from the Lord who hath not left off his kindness from the living and the dead. Naomi recognizes God's hand in all this. This was not luck. This was not happenstance that this happened. Ruth, as a new convert, desired one thing of the Lord, to find a man of grace. A man that would show grace to both her and to her mother-in-law. Naomi expresses thanks to God for this daily provision. Thanks to God for finding a field 
and a place where they could find provision from the Lord. But I want you to notice here Naomi's instruction to Ruth that followed this after she spoke of this situation. It says there in verse number 21, uh, verse number 22, again, Ruth says, you know, I'm going to, he said, it's okay for me to be there till the end of the harvest with the young men there. Verse 22, it says, And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. And she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of harvest and of the wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Naomi here instructs her daughter-in-law, Ruth, to partake in a new companionship. And this new companionship would be with these maidens there, these working ladies that worked in the field along with these young men that worked in the field. And uh, she told her daughter-in-law, do this and continue in this. And the Bible says that Ruth did this. Why did she do this? I believe because she could find stability there and she could find God's provision there. Naomi recognized the situation as being from the hand of God, just like she recognized in the past some different things concerning the chastening of God. But you find in this passage of Scripture, Ruth, again, a person with a different kind of a, of a perspective. I like to look at that also in verse number 10 there. She had a different kind of perspective in life, and that is that I don't deserve grace. Verse 10, it says, Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto her, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? It's such a blessing to see, again, God work in the life of Ruth and Naomi and Boaz, a rich farmer showing grace to a foreigner. Again, the heart of a good and gracious man saw here in the Bible. Again, I often have wondered maybe why, you know, some people have indicated that Ruth, again, being younger and Boaz older. Well, look at verse number 8. It says, Then Boaz said to Ruth, Hearest thou not my daughter? Hearest thou not my daughter? Again, I believe there was a difference possibly, probably in age there. Boaz was a man of faith and grace. He helped a struggling family. God was involved with this. He brought this family to this man of grace. And this man of grace became, as we'll see in weeks to come here, it became that, that kinsman redeemer that would show himself, again, a, a wonderful man in this lady's life. Ruth humbled herself. Ruth worked hard. Ruth sought grace. And Ruth found grace in God's sight. It's a great story. There's a lot we can learn from it. And again, there's so many different things we should learn from it. Again, I'll just mention a few here before we close here tonight. We see before honor is humility. Before honor is humility. Before Ruth would be honored, we see her take a place of humility. Again, there's, there's again, lessons on poor people. Poor people shouldn't demand kindness. She didn't demand kindness. She sought kindness. She wanted kindness. But she saw it as something she didn't deserve. Yet she got it. We should not eat the bread of idleness. You know, we shouldn't sit around, let's, let's you know, whatever, do this, that, or thing, and, and wait for the ship to come in, or wait for the lottery, so to speak, make us rich, or whatever it might be. I'm not saying you would do that, but some might think that. 
But we also see things along the lines of the younger should provide for the older when they can no longer provide. We see again there are decent people out there that are rich. There are Boazes out there that are rich and kind to their employers and employees. Again, and we should exercise grace because we might want grace someday. So many different other thoughts we could bring from just this chapter. But we'll close here tonight as we see how grace, God's grace and work brought hope and help to a struggling family. And again, as the story continues on, we'll see again God work in this situation even further. Let's close as we consider the word of God here tonight.